Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is Reed Wallach of BetSided to talk NBA playoffs. And Reed, let's jump right on into it. So the Sixers get a massive win on the road last night. But if you go by BetMGM in terms of the rest of that series between the Celtics and Sixers, Boston is plus 150 to take the series, meaning win game six and game seven. Celtics are a short favorite on the road in game six. Do you see some value in taking the Celtics, or is this one over and the Sixers are advancing? Uh, guys, thanks for having me on. I wouldn't say the series is over by any means, but this is not something I'm interested in betting at all. I, The warning flags have been up with the Celtics team the entire postseason. We saw them against the Hawks play around, let the series extend a little bit further. We saw Boston without Embiid against that Sixers team let – Harden go nuts in game one. Game four, they blow it with bad coaching um, and bad decision-making down the stretch. I'm not – if Boston goes back and win this series, I would not be surprised. They are the far better team. They are the best roster left in the postseason field. But I just – I don't know. All of a sudden, it, it, the roles are reversed here because the Sixers have Doc Rivers, who is known for blowing games, James Harden, who is known for laying eggs in the postseason. Even Embiid <laughs> is known for his – uh, you know, injuries kind of stunting any sort of run from him. All of a sudden now the Sixers are the ones playing with house money and it seems to be playing a role because the Celtics, they're struggling. Their stars aren't showing up. Their coaching is so far from average, it's terrible. I mean, Joe Mazzulla looks lost out there. So do I think the Celtics come back and win? Absolutely. Uh, am I betting it? No, I think this is a wait and see. And I actually think you got to start looking at other teams uh, in the NBA, one team specifically that, you know, we'll get into it, I imagine, during the hit. But um, I think that Boston, whether they get out of the series or not, the this team is a no-touch moving forward. Just the way they're being priced in the market just doesn't match what we're seeing on the court. And it's a reminder, what we're seeing in the market, of what kind of season we've seen. And same thing with the playoffs. Like It's wild that we're this far into it, and there is no consensus now. Now that the Celtics lost last night, no consensus on the the favorite for the NBA champion. Like BetMGM has the Nuggets and Lakers as co-favorites. You look around, some have just the Nuggets, but barely ahead of a couple other teams. Some spots have the Nuggets and the Sixers as co-favorites. At uh, at the Reed Wallach Sportsbook, who would you make the favorite? <laughs> I, I... We we have low limits, so we'll see. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I have no confidence. I really think – I've been comparing it to the NCAA tournament, which it looked like there was no favor, right? It looked just like this. Like all these teams are just yeah. really close together, and they're all flawed. To me, the best team is the Denver Nuggets. I think that this is Denver's year. Things are breaking their way. You look at – the trajectory for this Nuggets team, the last two postseasons, they've been injured. They've been ran out by, you know, elite teams. All of a sudden, they're healthy. They have arguably the best player in the league in Nikola Jokic, who is, you know, making – who's showing up in this postseason. And I just like the path for the Nuggets more. Their coach, they have an identity. I think that of all the flawed teams, they are the least flawed. If I were to make a prediction of how I see this going the rest of the way, I think the Nuggets beat the Heat in the NBA Finals, which um, I, I placed last night. I got that at 20 to 1. So I think if you're if you're looking at long, you know, vulnerable teams left and right, start looking further down the board because you can start to get some chaotic and wild payouts on some of these things. There, there's only eight teams left, and if you throw out the 
you know, the Knicks even, or the Warriors, if you want to throw them out, you're looking at six or seven teams left. And the Heat are right there with all these teams. I'm looking at, you know, NBA Finals odds. The Heat are still being looked at. You know, I see them north of 10 to 1. The Suns have shorter odds than them. The Heat are going to the Eastern Conference Finals very, very likely. It's time to start looking at the Heat as they have the best coach left. And they have a top, what, three, five player left in Jimmy Butler. I, I think Miami's being slept on, and I think they run into Denver and end up losing. Man, I was just saying the same thing earlier in the show about the Heat. And they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, that's what they do. And everyone's overlooking them, it seems like. Great um, opportunity to get some value. And I love that 20-1 to 1 play Nuggets uh, to beat the Heat in the Finals. Let's look at tonight. Heat in action. So what are you doing with this game? Are you looking to bet the Heat money line? Or are you going to take a plus three and a half? What are you looking to do in this matchup or any props? If anything, I'd be taking the Heat on the money line just because I think close game, you're going to get the Heat pulling away. The way they're able to get to the line, the way they're just – it feels like they have that identity rolling where the Knicks, they've seemed to lost their identity in this series. I mean, that fourth quarter against the Heat, you know, let an offensive rebounds left and right. I mean, the Heat couldn't make the shot. The door was wide open for the Knicks the entire game. They just couldn't take it. If the Knicks win, I think they win this one going away. So I think you could save yourself some money here by just taking the money line, getting some plus money on that. To me, though, if the Knicks do want to get back in this series, I think they need to size down. I think they need to, you know, go away from Mitchell Robinson, who has been – he had a great series against the Cavs, was able to neutralize Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. That's not what this series is, and I'm surprised at how long – you're not surprised, but I, I'm shocked at how long it's taken Tom Thibodeau to make some adjustments with the rotation. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, he's a rim protector. Bam Adebayo is lifting him away from the rim. The Heat are back-cutting them to death. So Robinson, I played his under points, rebounds, and assists uh, in game four. I'm back to the well on that. I took his under points and rebounds this time just because they're the same thing. So I took under points and rebounds. Uh, that's 14 and a half. I think Mitchell Robinson ends up finding himself on the bench for more than this. I'm shocked he played 30 plus minutes in game four. I just think how they have to go to Randall at the five. If they want to try and outpace this Miami offense. So that's something I see. Ultimately, I think he'd take care of this in five games. By the way, I was locked out of my account at the Reed Wallach Sportsbook. So uh, please take <laughs> care of that, would you? I, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, when it comes to your process, how much does the regular season matter at all? Listen, I think you're looking at the Miami Heat, right? 16-game player, Jimmy Butler. So it, it helps you get an understanding, but you need to be able to quickly understand what's happening in the postseason and start weighing that more. You have to start throwing away. I mean, after game one of the first round, I pretty much stopped looking at the NBA regular season stats. It doesn't matter. They're different games. They're being coached differently. The physicality, the game style, the adjustments. Because in the regular season, you'll see coaches trying new things, experimenting. Maybe a player just plays through a rough stretch. We saw you know, Golden State the other night. Jordan Poole played 10 minutes. I mean, Steve Kerr gave him a quick hook because it's, it's do or die time for this team. Obviously, the Warriors ended up losing. But I think you, you got to throw away the regular season as quickly as possible. Once you get... You know, you can't just completely throw it away and just look at only the playoff stats, but you need to be watching with your eyes and saying, all right, this coach is moving away from this player. This, you know, this player starting has a matchup advantage. They're going to lean into that. I think the Suns last night, they let DeAndre Aiden run a little bit more because I think they see Jock Landell as the key center for Nikola Jokic. I think in game six at home, 
Aiden, back to his relegated minutes, back to the bench, back to under points and rebounds for him. He was a minus 20-something in like 30 minutes last night. Landale only played like 15 minutes. I think Monty Williams was playing the long game there, trying to keep his guy fresh for the stretch run of this series. So I think you got to be able to get off your priors from the regular season and say, this is the playoffs. This is a completely different animal. And some teams are just adjusting better and more aggressively uh, in the postseason. Warriors down 3-1 in their series against the Lakers, but they are a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite. What are you doing? Uh, this looks a lot like Lakers-Grizzlies game five in the first round where the Lakers didn't really give a full accounting of themselves and kind of were cool, Take like keep LeBron and AD fresh. They'll probably be on a regular season minutes load here because they're going back to L.A., in my opinion, on Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Uh so I think Warriors take care of business here. Big three-point shooting effort. They take care of it. it. To me, this series comes down to who wins game six on Friday. Um, I don't think the Lakers – I think they've gotten timely contributions at the right time, but I wouldn't say that this is some massive uh, difference of teams. I think that the Warriors are right there at the Lakers. I thought that the Warriors were I, – I did not think at any point in game four the Warriors were actually going to lose until Lonnie Walker turned into Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter. I don't <laughs> think that the Lakers – I don't think that the Lakers had any sort of – they didn't have the uh, juice in them to really push for that um, victory. And then Lonnie Walker gave them the spark they needed. I think LeBron James looks old. I think he looks mm-hmm. banged up. I think he looks a step slow. His defense is well below average. And AD's anchoring that defense. So can I see the Warriors coming back? Absolutely. I don't think it's some egregious misprice uh, odds that you need to get involved right now. But I think the Warriors take care of this. If you like them to win game six, though, absolutely get involved. I, I would not be shocked at all if the Warriors ran this three in a row because I don't think the Lakers are some juggernaut team that the Warriors can't overcome. It's just a matter of can they stay locked in for 48 minutes and avoid some sloppy turnovers because I think the Warriors process has been there the entire series. What are you expecting out of AD? Is this going to be an AD big game? Are you looking to fade him? Is he going to be engaged? What what AD are we getting here? I, I think night off AD. I, I, I think, again, I think that the Lakers, they know how taxing these games have been. And we saw game one AD look tired. Second half of game four, AD took a step back. The AD and LeBron are not built the same way someone like Steph Curry is. Steph Curry is one of the most well-conditioned NBA players in the in history, the way he moves around the court. LeBron and AD aren't built like that. So Steph Curry's 40-plus minutes are different than LeBron and AD's 40-plus minutes. So I think Darvin Ham is going to be very cognizant of that, saying, you know what, we got, three shot, we got three shots to win one. Let's not try and kill ourselves to get this one. Let's you know pack it up early. Let the Warriors get their three point shooting out now, and we'll try and close that at home, where the Lakers have not lost in this postseason. Tomorrow night we get the Nuggets and the Suns. Phoenix, a three and a half point favorite, total two twenty six and a half. Certainly, you know Phoenix looks sloppy at times and uh, anemic offensively with Booker mm. and Durant not combining for eighty points like they need to. Uh, but they are three and a half point favorites at home here. Do you feel like that there's value on taking the Suns uh, to win game six, maybe even the rest of the series? Uh, or do you think the Nuggets can close this out and you want to take them on the money line there? Yeah, I, I have some Denver uh, to win the series from before it's, uh, before the series started. So I, I've been on Denver. I haven't wavered even with the Devin Booker NBA 2K performance uh, we saw in Phoenix in games three and four. But 
I, I stand with it. I think that the Nuggets have a much greater margin for error uh, to win these games. We saw the Nuggets' three wins have all come by double digits. The Suns have needed, what, 80-plus point outings from Duran and Booker, playing 45-plus minutes to get these wins. And neither of those wins were easy. Neither of those wins were shoe-in victories. Those were games until the very end. I think the Nuggets are the better team. I'm not really interested inside in total in this game. I think we saw Devin Booker start to slow down a little bit. Durant, I thought was, you know, game two was pretty bad, but I thought last night he looked pretty poor, in my opinion, looked tired as well. They're playing a lot of minutes, these guys, and that's it. If it's not going to be Booker and Durant going for 80-plus, the Suns are just going to lose. I know Chris Paul might be coming back. I think that probably hurts them because he's going to be far from 100% and take them out of a rhythm of what's working and pushing the pace. I, I lean towards the Nuggets to get this done in six, honestly. Probably no real value. I If I were to bet, I'd wait until the end. If Chris Paul gets rolled in, maybe people think that's going to really impact the Suns' chances. I don't think so, so maybe that would you know lead me to making a bet on this one. But I don't really see much value in this Game 6 market. I think you know the Nuggets end up winning this series, whether it's in six or seven. What do, you, what do you think overall as an NBA fan, an NBA better? Do you find it more challenging that it's it's t- maybe tougher to make calls? Or do you like the fact that there isn't one team that everybody's talking about every day? Like, that's the team to beat. That's who everyone is chasing. Uh, some of those teams have already exited early. That used to be the team to beat, uh, naming uh, the Milwaukee Bucks there. Uh, as a fan and a better, what do you think of what we've seen and – do you think it will lead us to more years where we have a seven, we have an eight pretty deep in the NBA playoffs? I, I do think that this is the new normal. I think you look at where the league is going, the new CBA coming up, they're really going to stop teams from building these super teams. You are not going to be able to have a payroll like the Los Angeles Clippers, like the Golden State Warriors. That is not uh, going to be the new, that's not the normal anymore. The new normal is going to be more of that, Booker Durant style if you want to be a super team where it's two stars and then really crappy role players. So I think there's going to be some more interesting team building exercises going on in the coming years. And you're going to see this summer that's going to start to come into play into how front offices are building their rosters. But I think personally, this is awesome. I think that it's more chaotic. It's less super team driven and more teams have a shot. The Sixers were left for dead with this Embiid injury. All of a sudden, now they're one win away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2001. So I think it makes for a much much more interesting product. There's much more betting opportunities. I mean, I wish I was a little bit more aggressive in the regular season like I was in college basketball trying to play on this uh, wide open, you know, vulnerable field. But I do think that this is the new normal, and I think that you're going to start seeing Teams in the regular season maybe not find themselves or just pace themselves for the 16-win grind because that's what is most important, right? These seasons are very long, but it, all that matters is the postseason. So I think you're going to see much more variance over the coming years, especially with this new CBA coming into effect next summer. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more as far as that's concerned. At some point, the secret is going to be out, and everybody is going to follow suit. Reed Wallach of BetSided, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we break down the MLB MVP straw poll and discuss some season awards as well. That's coming up right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.